0: And don't forget to like and rate us. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends. And now, on with the show. Alright, so let's get started. I'm your host, White Al.
1: Hey, it's Pandora.
0: And today's episode is a really good episode, something we haven't done yet. or oh, we ha- Not that we haven't done it is this we haven't gone into a case specifically on a full episode concerning alien abduction, right? Because we've discussed about alien abduction, so we've mentioned this case before in previous episodes, but we've never really dived into a full case um, like this case. And this is a very... Um, it's, a, it's a good case. A lot of people know it, and especially with the... With the movie it had. Uh, So, uh, of course, I'm referring to Travis Walton. And his. uh, a lot of you may remember the movie, Fire in the Sky.
1: It's named after his book, too, right? Which is, yes. uh, I
0: believe it's named after his book. And uh, also, I know he has a summit in Arizona called... I think it's called Skyfire Summit. I believe so. And that one is hosted... um, That one's hosted and it's self-sponsored, I believe. It's hosted and self-sponsored, and uh, in Arizona, yes, that is. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's actually right. (laughs) Uh, It's called yeah. It's called the Skyfire Summit. It's the UFO conference in Arizona, and he sponsors that himself. Uh, hmm. So that's pretty cool, you know. Uh, keeping you it hear, going, <laughs> yeah, definitely keeping it going. Well, I mean, it's Arizona, and like I, I don't know if I don't know if you guys have ever gone onto YouTube and searched uh, for uh, UFO videos and stuff, and you know, you know, occasionally we'll see some videos from Arizona, and you know, they have a lot of a lot of uh, of of the. Uh, videos that you'll find that are pretty popular uh, on there, and uh, we'll post a few of those as well. And if you go to our Facebook page and our Twitter, of course, we'll post some other stories that are very familiar, and of course, some of the uh, well-known Travis Walton conferences that he's had. That's also on video on YouTube, and as well as uh, uh, some of the other stuff that you haven't seen before. If if you you know you like to hear about stories themselves because he's he's gone on tv and he's spoken about what's happened to him before i know the sci-fi channel and the history channel both had a um like a series a different series but i know one of them from which was the canadian series called evil encounters
1: mm-hmm. and i
0: i want to say that one was on sci-fi and then he did something with the Travel Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, with
1: Ghost Adventures. Ghost
0: Adventures. And he was, of course, interviewed by Zach Baggins. Baggins or Biggins?
1: Baggins? I don't know. It's Zach. Baggins?
0: Bag- Baggins? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyways, so of course, um, I'll take you back to Travis's UFO incident that happened in November fifth, nineteen seventy five, and it's a pretty interesting story. Um, if you take it back then, um, he is a, a worker, and he, up in the Apache Psych- greaves National Forest, and what he's doing is. He's pretty much helping his friend Michael, right? Clearing out trees and bushes. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like a logging crew. Some kind of logging crew. Um yeah. and so he's he's out there kind of, you know, clearing out and he's helping his friend. And so this is somewhere near uh Snowflake, Arizona. And one uh so uh, you know, he goes up missing in this area. And so let me kind of I guess like break down his story. Um, so I guess he starts off his day, he, he goes down there uh, with his friends in, in one truck now. He's with his uh, six other friends, right? And they go down there and I guess they had a long shift. And on the way back at this point, uh, I believe it's midnight or it's it's close, it's dark, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't quite remember if it was midnight or not, but it's... it's they uh, pretty
1: much worked like... From sun up to sundown. To sundown, so yeah. So it's probably winding down. It's winding down. Sunset. Yeah. Of, at and least.
0: So from what I understand, um, where they travel on this road, it's one road into kind of a thing where it's the same road in and out, mm-hmm. right? And so a, as they're exiting out, you know, they kind of, you know, if you've ever done hard work out there in the sun, you know, you're kind of at this point... If you're going home, you're pretty much um, like in a in a focus of concentrating of like I'm so tired, I just want to get home. Yeah, like you're physically not even, exhausted Yeah, you're physically exhausted. You're not even paying attention to what's outside. But in this case, there's something that catches their eye. Now, each individual person uh, kind of realizes that there's something outside, mm-hmm. right? And they're driving along, they're driving along, and there's this light that's outside. And it's above above the tree line, right? It's this big light above the tree line, and it's bright. And it's only getting brighter, and it's brighter. It's getting super bright. And was this light red? And I ask this because, I mean, of course, in the movie, some of y'all know, there's a movie. Mm-hmm. They depict it as red. From what I remember... The depiction is just a bright
1: light. Um. Well, in the like pictures, it's always kind of like a white light, a white light. But they also, uh, they mentioned that it was like a blue green light coming from yeah. this area. Yeah. So either way, it's this weird glow. It's a
0: weird glow, and and it could be multicolor.
1: Yeah, it could be multiple light colors yes. going on.
0: And what really captures them is that this this fucking light is bright, right? now these guys are driving along and they're getting closer to this thing and they're trying to figure out what is what is it and there's a stopping point where they're looking at it they're freaking out they're what the hell is that what the hell is that i remember uh, when i've heard his conference he kind of talks about it that you know they all kind of stared in awe looking at this and something kind of one is attracted to this light um, his friends I know they've from what he has said that his friends have said is that he got off and went directly to it almost like if that light was calling for him and, and that's what they describe him as seeing him walking towards this bright light right? like a
1: moth to a bright light or yes. something
0: yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah that's kind of yeah yeah that's pretty much how they describe him he's like
1: he just Boom. went right
0: for it. right for it. And so, as he's going towards this light, and he, he actually, in this conference, he talks about it, and he says it more of, no, I, I got off, and I was curious, and I wandered right in. So his point of view is way different from his friend's point of view, right? They kind of say, no, he looked like he was, as as Pandora puts it, a moth to the light, right? And, it's but, moths
1: to a flame, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and so... He walks to it, and he, his point of view, it's more of a curious kind of a thing. But I'm thinking, well, what if whatever is attracting him is kind of putting it in the mindset of being curious? You know what I mean? Like
1: it was a mutual thing. Like, it was a mutual thing. Yeah, he was yeah, drawn yeah. to it, but they were drawing him. They were drawing over him as well, as well. out yeah. of
0: curiosity, using the curiosity, right, um, so to speak. But, anyways, you know, as he gets there. Uh, he's looking at this light, staring at it, wondering what it is. And I guess uh, uh, some time kind of passes, not not too much. He starts to walk away from it, right? As he as he puts it. And we'll put up some of the videos of the conferences where he kind of talks about this. Uh, this very particular scene is that he starts walking away as he remembers. But he goes on and he describes what happens next as uh, as as now. As he's done regression uh, studies for himself, like he's like therapy yeah, or... like a like a therapy like a therapy thing where he's done these regression sessions, um, kind of describing him going back and kind of like pulling those memories back, right? And so what ends up happening, he talks about that he feels like he wasn't just taken as he initially thought, right? Because the initial story is that
1: it's an abduction.
0: It's an abduction. Yeah, he got it taken, and so what he what he say he got knocked down right initially. Mm-hmm. He got knocked down by this power light, and then he's like pulled like from his chest, like a typical abducting type mm-hmm. of scenario.
1: Like exactly what you pictured. Like he got sucked up, right? Right the light. Or
0: yeah, and his regressions and his uh, him going to counseling and going back into his regression stuff. He thinks he was knocked down by a power as the UFO is trying to take off. Now, we go back to the friends, and the reason I'm going back to the friends is because they describe, five of the friends describe it as a, as a sphere, mm-hmm. right? But one of the friends said, no, it looked like a cigar, and then maybe like more like a sphere as the lights got brighter. That's what he says, right? That's kind of what I remember. That's one thing he says, in the conference, is that that's kind of what the description is. He he recalls his friend said it was more like a like a cigar type of thing, right? And before it got it it it, it before it takes off, right? Now, mm-hmm. the reason I, I I say I mentioned this is because in his regressions, right, and his going back into his memory, he talks about this one thing, right? He talks about this UFO almost like powering up. It's powering up and it's about to take off, right? And it's about to take off. It's like it lets out, like a almost like if you were the way he describes it. It's if you think about a truck and it's setting gear, right? And it's about to take off and it hits you. Let's say it's going in reverse in the in the car, actually, for physical purposes, it, the car goes in reverse and hits you it's as if it's leaving from a parking space. Let's say, let's say, yeah, it does like a back thing and it, they hit you, right? And so this power hits him, and knocks him to the ground. Now, their friends see this, and what happens?
1: They panic. They panic,
0: right? <laughs> they panic. They're like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Like, what the fuck is going on?" Well,
1: because he like not just gets hit, but like is tossed, right? Yeah. Like he gets thrown back.
0: Right, and then their friends take off. His, yeah. his, his friends panic. All six of them in the truck.
1: And they're like, "Oh shit! It got oh, him! Oh
0: <laughs> shit! He, he's dead!" Right? Yeah, Just, like, well, they, what they thought, they thought he he was dead. He, yeah. They, they they see him fly back down, land on the ground lifeless cuz he bounced, right? Yeah. And so he like fell like a sack of potatoes, you know, a sack <laughs> of potatoes being thrown around, you know what I mean? And so they they take off in a panic. They they, they, they split, man. They they took off. Now going back to one, he thinks it's this power Right? It's like this UFO is changing into gear or something. Mm-hmm. And it, this power lets out like a like a pop or something and, and a burst of energy and it hits him. Right? Mm-hmm. He falls to the ground. Now some of y'all know the story, right? The UFO at this point is what takes him right. Mm-hmm. But, but what Walton's now saying is that they realize oh shit. It's kinda like when you realize you hit somebody. Or something. And yeah. Are you're going in reverse. Not that most of you uh, may know that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's <laughs> like the situation. If you're going in reverse and you may you feel like you hit something, you run over a glass bottle or something, what do you do? You stop immediately, right? Yeah. You, you want to check what the, the damage. See if you ran if you, over someone. Yeah, exactly. You hit something. <laughs> you hit a loud dump in, the, in your vehicle. You put it in park and you go and check it out. So he's he thinks that that's kind of what happened.
1: They didn't right. want to like hit and run him.
0: <laughs> yeah, so to speak. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. Basically. Basically, and so they ended up taking him because they realized they hit him or this power boost hits him, and they take him to revive him. So they take him because they realize they they may have hit him with this power burst, and he may be dead.
1: Yeah, he so might have died. He might have no. died.
0: He thinks he might have died, and you know he's taken. And who you know who who knows at this point. He he's then taken and now this part is it's a bit a bit a little conflicting um based on only his first Yeah. First at, at first hand at from the very beginning to now doing his sessions, right? His regression sessions, which tend to change like, certain details or tend to add to the details of the story or tend to eat, even add more to the story that initially wasn't there only because, as you may know, if you read or hear about the uh, uh, the stories of those who uh, go through this or uh, get abducted, they have these memory blackouts. They're not there. And so this is very common, right? Everyone says this is very common. For
1: UFO abduct- abductees, abductees. Yes. okay. Yeah
0: so these guys they you know something happens who knows they don't want you to remember and all these memories are blacked out right and I
1: feel like just picture like the men in black like they get that like the little, little, little thing, little thing little and, like sh- just to wipe your memory
0: uh, I, you, I, I swear I thought you were gonna say something like uh, this reminds me of The Hangover and <laughs> like, do I don't know they blacked out from, <laughs> not like that. from an event um, so not from and, alcohol just so not from, from, alcohol, from from men in black, from, s- men in black technology situation. yeah um um, there's also a man in black coming out, so... Right. <laughs> uh, so, going back to this. So, so when is the happiness... what he says firsthand... Do you remember what he says firsthand?
1: That he was taken? Yeah. But he, he woke up, he thought he was, like, in a hospital. Uh-huh. Um, but then he realizes, like, it's not a typical hospital. And he yeah. sees, like, the... Uh, what does he see? He sees, like, little bald figures, mm-hmm. big eyes mm-hmm. staring at him. Right. So, they're, like, treating him, right? Yeah. Or...
0: Well, it appears that they're treating him right yeah yeah so it looks like these little guys are there in there treating him right yeah now his original count is he sees these things and they're treating him and then there's these little three little bald men hanging in the corner or somewhere
1: I mean but like he probably thinks like they're experimenting on him or something they're, they're doing right?
0: something he's panicking right of right course. I
1: mean like who wouldn't
0: <laughs> right and so he's freaking the fuck out so then he blacks out right. Yeah. He blacks out and then wakes up again. And this time he is, I think he's surrounded by three other men, right? Or three. Well,
1: because initially he has these, like, very alien looking figures mm-hmm. and they freak him the fuck out, basically. Right. So he's, like, fighting them off, but he calms down when he sees this other figure, right? Mm-hmm. That looks more, I don't want to say human, but.
0: Human esque, let's just say. It's described as yeah. a
1: human. At least he sees it as comforting because it right. looks more like him. Right.
0: So he's walking him. That's what he thinks, right? He's yeah. He's being walked to another place. Yeah. He, then he blacks out or something, right? And then he wakes up again. He keeps having these moments of blackouts, right? Like you kind yeah. of don't think. Which, going back from the beginning, he when he's alone ro- alone in this room, it's almost like he's he can't breathe. There's no oxygen mm-hmm. in this room, right? Now going back again to the part where he's walking he's being wonked blacks out again then he wakes up again right and this time there is um, I believe there's three like humanoids which I think he uh, he says there are like three like humanoids with him um, because uh, there was like a human walking him right and
1: he describes like a humanoid looking person with a helmet Mm -hmm. possibly even like overalls right which is a trip
0: this thing is wearing a helmet and it takes him to a room right another room yeah and he blacks out wakes up with three other humans who put a clear plastic mask over his face humanoids human or
1: human like they're different so there's different types of Right, and this aliens. is where he
0: talks about in the conference that he thinks that there's different types of aliens, different types of greys, different types of, like, these Nordics. So that's what I think is he, what he is seeing, the human-like aspects, which, again, let's go back to the other abductees that we've heard in the past. Or if you've heard of the past, you know what I'm talking about. You know that I'm referring to the Nordics, the tall, blonde-looking uh, aliens, right? And very tall, very elf elflish like uh, And so, these Nordics, right? They're, it sounds like they're similar to Nordics, and I think this is why he's talking about it, that there's several different species of aliens within the Greys, within the Nordics, and the Reptilians, and this and that. That's kind of why I think he's referring to that, is because... These Nordics look more human, and he doesn't really specify on height-wise, because I know that's very important to some of the people who have talked about like the Nordics. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't go into detail about that. But it sounds like they had shorter hair, versus you normally hear about these Nordics who have longer hair. Yeah. And so, it, to me, the way he, talk, he spoke to them in the conference, it sounded like they have shorter hair. Um, so when he talks about like, oh, there's several different species of aliens, he mentions the greys. Now, the greys, he as we all know, you he he tend to talk to them about like they're small, they're gray, they have big heads. Well, mm-hmm. some of them have like your average looking head. And sometimes some of them look more human than others. And, uh, and not to kind of off drift, but those who people who don't believe that there is very versions of greys and Nordics and this and that. Think about it this way. When you describe, let's say... (laughs) Let me break it down to the way I understand it. Yeah. When you say a Latino... Yeah. You break it down to... There's Mexicans, there's Puerto Ricans, there's Colombians, there's Venezuelans, there's Cubans. Or like Hispanic, His, what does that even or, mean? Yeah, yeah. Hispanic. Mm-hmm. What does that even? Yeah, it's very generalizing, and I think that's what he's referring to is that you can't just generalize the gray. So you know, you kind of, you kind of can because you can say, well, there were gray. Yeah, but like maybe there are
1: a, a specific type of race, but mm-hmm. they could come from a lot of different places. Right.
0: Because he kind of, he, one of the things he says is like, well, you know, sometimes they have a big head and these big black eyes. But sometimes they're small eyes and they're dark eyes. And sometimes they look like human mm-hmm. looking eyes where there's white in, in, in the in the eyes. And so he kind of says there's, you know, there's he's pretty sure there's very versions of all these other species. Which makes sense because when he describes them, he describes the person walking to him as kind of human-like. And so, you know, who's to say that that's not, you know, that's not how, that's how they operate. It's like, you think about it, this is a ship, right? A ship. And if you think about it like an American ship, you have a variation of different races on a ship. You know, you have people who may look asian who look uh you know indian you know middle eastern you have people who look latino or hispanic american african you have all these variations of species uh of, of races inside the ship so you think about it, aliens maybe aliens maybe they're all kind of band together and i, I, I I don't know if you guys seen the show Orville. I knew you knew that I was going to bring it there. <laughs> I, like, I had a feeling you knew that yeah. I was going to bring it there. But right. like if you think about it, Orville, right? Orville is very big right now at the very end. Um, and you look at the show, there's variations of different species, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I think about. They all about. work together. They all work together in you know, It's like all these like multiple planets or whatever banding together to kind of go out there and explore and figure and find and figure kind of a thing.
1: I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Like, I mean, just look at our big cities. You know, it's metropolitan areas. Mm-hmm. People from different places all end up in the same place exactly. working together. Well, well,
0: yeah, people go and travel to work in other places to help out or whatever or to lend out a hand and this and that. And you think about their sister cities, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's cities that partner up with a different city whether it been whether it's in the same country, I know uh, the U.S. does that a lot. Mm-hmm. Where it's sometimes is the same country, or sometimes um, you know there are cities that partner up with a city in Europe or a city in Asia somewhere, and they interchange people in a, a lot of industries, whether it be in science or engineering. Um the different ideas I mean people move conferences around, conventions, conferences conventions like- political non-political like it, it just varies on different exchange of ideas, and this kind of helps to cross these bridges with the different people that are out there, different belief systems, so it kind of helps out so you think about it the way Wallen's kind of talking about it is it's very not far off it's just more on a grander scale and there's more technology involved. And I, I think he, he kind of has a, like, now I think looking back as he's doing, I think he has a better grip of what's happening. Now, going back from um, one of the things I kind of wanted also to mention, I was talking to Pandora uh, right before we recorded, was I wanted to mention the movie. And I don't want to mention the whole movie, I just wanted to mention certain things about the movie that kind of Walton also talks about. Again, he talks about in very interviews and lots of, uh, uh c- conferences of course and, and if you've heard of him again he likes to mention these things only because people ask him a lot and mm-hmm. I kind of want to mention them as well um so he talks about one thing in the very beginning of the movie in pandora I know you saw, you saw the movie um one of the things he mentions is the this this pressure of being held back right mm-hmm. and hollywood of course hollywood whenever you you have a story of retelling sometimes it's a little bit it has um. to
1: translate to the screen. So, right. I mean, they had to, like, Hollywood affect it a little bit. Like- <laughs> Hollywood the share of it, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so he has a, that one scene, right, where he's covered by something, like a membrane? It's like, or yeah, some it, kind of, like,
0: latex-looking thing. Yeah, yeah, know.
1: it looks like a fabric, but it's, it's like, not porous. You can't yeah. really breathe through it. And In the movie, they show him where he can't breathe at all, or mm-hmm. he's panicking. He's panicking, um, right, right. And so, I mean, according to when he t- actually talks about it, like that—that that wasn't a thing that he experienced at all, right? It was right. more like just not being able to breathe in general. Mm-hmm. Not being—not that he was covered, he was just more like lack of oxygen, or right. uh, I don't know, it's just like the room he got put in where he couldn't breathe.
0: Right. Because of course, of course, you know, you're thinking, oh, he's a human, and you're putting him into a room where they may not be breathing oxygen, right?
1: Yeah. Like, why would it be prepped?
0: For right. him, and that's pretty accurate. That's a very small detail that that is makes
1: you think, though, that like maybe, well, I mean, if they had intentions to take humans for experiments, like wouldn't they have it prepped to where they could keep them alive? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. No, so yeah, maybe definitely.
1: it's not. So that's not like, the case. Yes, it's it, not what they were trying to do. It wasn't mm-hmm. like take humans, right? Right. It's more like they, they just happened to take one, and they weren't
0: really ready. They weren't ready for him. No, they weren't ready because yeah you, you're absolutely right um, that's exactly uh, what I was thinking is that they weren't ready to abort him they weren't ready to take him in and experiment him or, or take him anywhere else They, and it also credits to his abduction that these aliens don't breathe oxygen or at least not as much oxygen or I don't know I
1: mean they must have because I don't want to get ahead of myself but like he wasn't gone for like five minutes, so they must have figured out a way to acclimate it to him, right? Because they did keep him alive. They did
0: keep him alive. I feel like that's kind of what adds to his blackouts. Lack of oxygen.
1: Oh, maybe. He yeah. blacks
0: out because like, of the did lack of oxygen. High elevations,
1: too. Who knows where the heck he was. He,
0: who knows where they transported him or where they went. Yeah. Um, because here's the other thing. Now pilots, you talk about like elevation. It just clicked right now. Yeah, you talk about elevations. You talk about pilots. When now, so when pilots, you you have to go through the g-force test, right? They they spin you in this tube and you you <laughs> they they test at what g-force you black out. That's sounds. Because horrible. you're gonna you're gonna fly this uh, jet fighter, and sometimes you're gonna hit knots that are very very fast. Now at some point, right, and with the g-forces. They're hitting you as as a pilot, and you black out because of the speed you're going into. You're going so fast that you end up blacking out, Mm -hmm. right? So also, adding to that, um, plus the oxygen, and if they're moving at high elevation, if they're moving fast, let's just say they're moving fast, he's going to be blacking out. If they move fast, pause, wakes up again, and then... Oh, shit, lack of oxygen passes out. You know, it could have been many I combinations. I mean, wouldn't he have, like,
1: major brain damage or something from this? That
0: also adds, but what if the atmosphere inside the UFO is controlled, right? Yeah. You, again, like I, uh, you kind of think of how, at some point, if we're thinking of Star Trek, Star Wars, or Orville now, um, you think about inside the ship, the atmosphere and the gravity has to be changed In order for your body to be able to support that. Because you don't want to go so fast that you fucking are held beyond control down or pinned down. Yeah. But the thing is that with the force, if you're you're being pinned down so much, that force becomes weight. And that weight can smash you. It can... Right? I mean... Yeah. I
1: I mean, if it's so...
0: So strong. So heavy that you
1: just can't even... Survive. I mean, it's possible.
0: Yeah, because these, so, uh, you know, some of these pilots, when they wake up, the first thing they do is they just vomit. You know, because <laughs> their, their body, their, their body, their internals, their organs can't support what's happening, and, and then being moved around so much that it kind of jolts them, and it's moving their brain inside it as well, and so it's almost like it's Your brain it sits there, right, and that can also cause issues. I'm thinking, like... I I mean,
1: I'm thinking, too, like, if you've ever, uh, you know, been in an elevator and gone up multiple floors, Mm -hmm. like, your head can feel weird. Like, you get that, like, popping in your ears. I mean, same thing with, like, a plane. Mm -hmm. But imagine if that was, like, amplified.
0: Because you can also get lightheaded, Right.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah. I,
0: some people do. Some like, people do, yeah. Like, they step off an elevator and I've seen people come. I mean, if like, you have um, like a
1: really tall building yeah. and you're not used to going up and down an elevator like every day, you know, like maybe you don't live in that building. Yeah. Um, I could see where that would affect you more, but then right. you kind of get used to it. Yeah, so at some point, yeah, you would... Uh, if if you amplify that, you know, you could say, well, he's not used to that atmosphere or that speed or that elevation. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's like... Really blacking out,
0: right? Maybe so, it's
1: not like fatal, but I mean, he's losing consciousness, losing all, consciousness all the time so because much, of yeah. that.
0: which could potentially be fatal. And who yeah. knows what kind of like uh, what kind of like brain future brain damage he might have? Alright? I mean, that's a possibility. Yeah, but yeah, but it sounds like he's doing okay.
1: I feel like he would have had it right away. Yeah, if that's I feel the like case, yeah, but.
0: definitely he would have had it right away. Um, but so. Um, so where were we? We, parts of the movie, right? So yeah. So things that, that are different. Yeah. So that's one thing that definitely he, he talks about. And one, one of the other things he said is that um, his brother, right? His brother in the movie, they made it seem like he had one brother, but he actually has two brothers. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood, of course, combined his brother into one. That was or like he, the one Was it thing. a brother and sister? Yeah, or something. something, something. Like he had two, two siblings, siblings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so that was definitely one thing that they added that wasn't true, and so of course there was actually six people. I don't know if you, if you recall, we mentioned that it was six people in his vehicle. Six friends. Mm-hmm. They took off in the movie. There's five, and he's a sixth one. Um, so that was this one thing, and there's uh, of course little little things here and there. Little, little inaccuracies, um, mm-hmm. like. You. <laughs> One of the things that he always gets asked this, and he again he mentions in the conference yeah. thing and <laughs> somebody asked, Yeah, somebody asked, were <laughs> you naked? Yeah, when you woke up and you were like back on went back on Earth, and that's something that he that he definitely wasn't naked when he, because after him being out there for five days, mm-hmm. he comes back, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously we we know the story, he comes back and he's walking towards town, right. He's walking towards town. They drop him on the edge of town. And as he recalls, he's walking towards town as he's waking up. Um, again, he's waking up. And his body's he's walking. Like, like what? Yeah. yeah. And as this is happening, the UFO is above him. And it's taking off.
1: It's all later, dude. <laughs> like,
0: bye-bye. And he but he's can...
1: wearing the same clothes he's that wearing the same he clothes. disappeared in. Not like right. in the movie where they show him as. His no
0: clothes <laughs> no clothes naked and it's like dark and but he's walking on the edge of town he gets to a payphone, right mm-hmm. he gets to a payphone, and then he calls his friends and the uh, the police right that he's back and so you know um you know I, I Mean meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile within these five days that he's going through this ordeal with the aliens right he's He's, you know, who knows what, what ended up happening to him because he doesn't remember, unfortunately. Um, yeah. He, he now claims that he knows a little bit more of what happened, but he wants to have that information added to a movie. That's the other thing. He's looking for a producer to, you know, redo a movie. And so during these five days, going back to his friends, right, his friends just bolted out of they fucking scared right i mean yeah. as you would if you saw this shit they it looks like they just killed one of your friends you don't know what's going on <laughs> you don't know if they're going to target you next you know lift up the truck and toss it or you don't know what's going on right yeah so you take off they drive about a quarter of a mile half a mile away they're like we got to go back we got to go back so then these guys take off right they go back mm-hmm. now in the movie again i'll mention the movie It looks like only one of them, Michael, goes back. But in reality, they all went back. Mm -hmm. They all go back searching for him. And he's no longer there.
1: Yeah, because by now he's been taken.
0: He's been taken. Yeah, this happened real quick. And so if they would have stayed a little bit longer, I think they would have seen
1: that. That he got taken. (laughs) he got taken. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, what do they have to do? They have to go back in town, call the police, hey, our friend. Just got fucking taken by UFO. You know this, this, and that happened. And one of the things that the, the movie kept accurate compared to what what actually happened was the polygraph thing, right? Not not the, just that the whole town thought they murdered this guy, Travis, mm-hmm. but also they they took the polygraph twice. Yeah, and it looks like they passed right they passed but one but, I mean, but it wasn't one. like
1: a fail either it wasn't a
0: fail it was just inconclusive right which again doesn't mean that there were lines it's just that they couldn't really get a base on that i think that's what they say a base right But like, who the yeah fuck like if you're
1: really nervous i mean you could just be or, or nervous, nervous the entire time so all your answers come out weird <laughs>
0: right exactly so they're all over the fucking place so you know um All five, but one, inconclusive. So, the the whole town thinks that these guys... These guys fucking murdered them, you know, saying all kinds of things about them, unfortunately. Um, You kind of get to see that in a movie. But, like, people thought... Like, if you imagine putting yourself... Put yourself in this situation, right? Put yourself as a friend. Your friend just got taken by these fucking aliens. You don't know what's going on. You don't know if he's dead or if he's alive. And if he's alive, are they experimenting on him? What are they doing is it terrible? When, is he going to come back? When he does come back, where are they going to drop him off? Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to drop him back in, in town? Are they going to drop him off in his house? Randomly? I mean, I think
1: um, at this point, they just assumed like their friend was gone. Was gone. that's it.
0: They never were going to know if he was ever going to come back. And that was, that's one thing he does mention in the conferences uh, that one uh, talks about is that he his friends didn't know if he was going to come back or not. Dude, that was a that was a real thing. That's a real. The feeling. crazy
1: thing is, like, they all stuck to their stories, and, like, they were all kind of like, like they, they didn't deviate. Yeah, you know, like there wasn't one that was like, oh no, it, there's this other version of it. Like they pretty much this other thing happened,
0: right? And until this day, they stuck to the story. Yeah. And um, yeah. To this day, they stuck to the story, and you know. Uh, fire again so we bring back to one five days later shows up walking in town um kind of really out of it trying to again he talks about as he comes back trying to get oxygen right he's being dropped off from possibly very minimum oxygen to bam being hit with a room full of oxygen right uh, with him being dropped off and so you know, they do these tests, they take him to the hospital, you know, they try to figure out who's doing okay. He also takes a polygraph. Um, and he, they actually, they took several polygraphs with one. I believe they took three. Uh, two that were reported, one that apparently wasn't reported.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that was the very initial... Uh,
1: it was bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: it sounded like it was bad, that it was kind of inconclusive as well. Um, but... Who's to say? I mean, we don't have that, so we can't really say whether or not he was lying or not. Um, so that's one of the things, right? So he stuck to his story. And then what, what ends up happening? He gets rewarded, doesn't he? Um, I believe the... Uh, let me, just to make sure I have this correct. The National Enquirer, right? As some of y'all know who the National Enquirer is. They... If you ever go to the groceries, you see the magazine, (laughs) and there's a lot of crazy stories, right? Well, Travis Walton's story was in this uh, magazine, in the National Enquirer. Now, they awarded Walton and his co-workers $5,000 for the best UFO case of the year. Now, uh, and this is after he took his polygraph test and passed and, of course, this other organization went to kind of investigate him um, and his older brother and mother. I guess they went to go in, into the county and talk to him, right? And so they wanted to know uh, these UFO-ologists from uh, APRO, Aerial Phenomenon Research Organization, mm-hmm. which they can mentioned in the movie as well, you know, that they were there whenever this happened. Because this, this story kind of blew up, right? Yeah. Um, day one. Like, everybody wanted to know.
1: Because it wasn't just like, hey, there's a guy missing or a possible murder. It was like, everybody was that was there was saying it was aliens, basically. Yeah. But that doesn't happen every day. when well, I think uh, Walton himself has taken like 16 polygraph tests at least like, like up since, to date yeah wow. since then that's a lot there's one that he didn't pass but it was on this tv show that was um uh, kind of like a it almost sounds like they they like to put people on the show to kind of like expose them as frauds and the, the only reason he did the show was because at the time he needed some money right and but i mean the the whole show and the, the concept of it doesn't really lend a lot of credibility to it. Oh, I've seen the name. It was uh, it was on Fox. It was a game show called uh, The Moment of Truth. So on that one, they determined that he was lying. But I mean, right. that's kind of an iffy one. Cause yeah. Because his show, or the premise of the whole show was like to expose to people. To expose and, like,
0: people, right, right. Walton and his, they went, so they went to go talk, to, I guess, the research people when to go speak to the his older brother who Walton talks about his older brother as someone who stuck with him from the very beginning when he came back like uh, him going through his trauma and everything yeah he was there for him he was there to consult himself with this. he talks very dearly about his brother now um, these UFOologists kind of went there and kind of speak to them or whatever and they definitely believe uh, Walton's story that he had been abducted now of course there's other skeptical uh, uh, people in the UFO world, yeah, u- ufologists, that they believe that the whole thing was a hoax, right? Uh, s- describing as it being sensationalized, and they, they they say a lot of things that that uh, just because they aligned to his time frame,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they believe that oh, you know. He may have gotten this idea from the TV show on NBC. That there he did a,
1: it all just to... Like he was inspired by something, he right? He was
0: inspired by some something and he decided to go through this. And of course you have people who um, who are... What do you call it? Uh, cognitive psychologists that mm-hmm. say he got his alien abduction story from TV And this is, again, this is after people saying, no, no, this is a hoax. Um, He did this for the money because he read the National Enquirer that they pay uh, for stories like this. Mm -hmm. And so that him and his friends kind of came up with this story and to do this hoax type of thing and get paid. So that's what that's what they think that that's what happened. And they go on saying that the polygraph that they took was poorly administrated. And that it it uh, they go ahead and accuse one of doing like countermeasures, so to speak, mm-hmm. while taking the polygraph, like holding your breath, holding your breath, like pinching yourself, uh, or like doing weird things to kind of throw off the polygraph. But if you do that, How the would poly they know, all but this the, though, they're like- they're just bullshitting. That's what yeah. I think. But like if you do that, the polygraph knows that your your body's taking in pain. Mm-hmm. You would have to consistently do that.
1: Well, because they give you like baseline questions first, like
0: to, yes,
1: you know, what color is your shirt, and you just like state and the obvious, this, right?
0: Yeah, and but like these questions go on and on for a while. Yeah. Bef- before they can track where your baseline is, and it has and to be not so foolproof, consistent.
1: But you have multiple people that took multiple tests, and it was right. pretty consistent. Like I feel like that's. Hard to hoax. I don't know if polygraphs have come a long way since right. 1975. Maybe they were kind of crappy back then. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as far as I know, it's kind of the same thing.
0: Yeah, it's been pretty consistent on the type of. Um, I think now they use a little bit more. I don't know if if you guys ever seen, but like they they definitely look like they've updated the system. Um, they use a little bit more wires that are connected more into your hand as well. And sometimes even to your risk, so I don't know. I mean, I'm not an expert, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's that thing, and we have these people kind of saying like, "Well, there was a, there was a, there was he saw a TV show, and that kind of helped with his imagination." And the, here's the other thing, and I, I don't know if this is adding, this is adding like a bit of injury to what do you call that? In, adding injury to insult to injury, insult to injury. <laughs> You know, they're like they're saying that he had no imagination but he used the television movie called the UFO incident that showed up 2 weeks prior to him being abducted as inspiration to his uh, his 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 event his story so I'm like okay so you're saying he had no imagination but he somehow was able to create this. Cool, like everybody. And then used a bit of this other story, which is actually a little different. It's well, actually, it's not a little different. It's very different, um, so especially with some of the details. But if if it's an abductee, then you have a lot of the same story or same baseline story. It's the same basics are happening. And there may be little things here and there that are different, but the same thing is happening. It's like saying... Oh, you know, it, it's when you say you had you were in a car accident, right? Let's just go with that. You, you were in a car accident, right? And you experience, um, you know, and I'll use I'll use a I'll use a a sigh story that he told me once about <laughs> his car accident, and not not that it's funny, but it, it's a little bit kind of funny. But like the same thing that happened to me is that he got into an accident and. He, he saw his fries explode out of the bag because he had just gone to <laughs> to get food at a fast food place, and he saw his fries go up in the air and explode into like everywhere, right? He got, not an he actual got, explosion, he, just not like an actual spilled. explosion. He got he, he got spilled, but he saw it in slow motion <laughs> as he's getting hit, unfortunately, and so his soda goes up, explodes on the dashboard, like it's everywhere, right? And so. One of the things I remember him saying is that he he, he couldn't find his burger like he, <laughs> he was <just> like <laughs> what, but like the slow motion of things and the one and it's the same thing when I got into a car accident I, there was coffee and I could see the coffee the lid popping and then the coffee kind of coming out and then hitting against the dashboard the latte the, the latte yeah <laughs> and so you know it's it's kind of like that like so how do you the the slow motion of it well that's how car accidents happen you get hit. There's a lot of movements. Uh, your brain is trying to,
1: especially if you're like trying to prevent it. Trying to prevent, it's, like, yes. it's happening it, anyway. It's happening,
0: and it's all you see things happen in slow motion. Let's say you're spinning or <laughs> you're hitting something, and things tend to slow down for a, a few seconds, or it, it, it feels like a few seconds. Right? It
1: makes sense. I mean, you're going at a certain speed, and then right. you're trying to not go that speed at all anymore. Right. You're trying to
0: slow down, and, you, and uh, it happens. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> and what I'm saying is. My experience was similar to his experience, talking about getting hit, the hearing of the metal, the slowing down, slow motion of this, and then speeding up and pow, you know, that kind of a thing. It's the same kind of uh, situation and you, the same experience, right? So, how, like, when you go back to his experience of being abducted, you can't change that. That's the way it happened. Yeah. You know? He gets hit, he gets taken out, you know, like... Like it's he remembers what he remembers.
1: Yeah, he's missing a lot of information, but it's been consistent throughout the years. Like yeah. this is this is what happened. This is what I know. Like yeah, this exactly. Is the story that I have. It's
0: it's like trying to. It's like you you go on a cruise and you do, you you have an experience on the cruise or whatever, or you go to Disneyland. Let's just say you go to, you went to Disneyland <laughs> and someone else, one of your other friends, goes to Disneyland and you hear about his his experience and you heard about your other friend's experience and it's kind of the same. In a lot of ways, it's kind of the same type of experience, you know. You, yeah. There, there's no way to describe that. Is this? That's the way it happened. That's the way it happens to a lot of people, and who are experiencing the same type of thing. Yeah. You know that. That's that's, what, that's at the end of the day. I mean, do you feel? Do you do you feel or do you believe that what happened to him happened to him, Pandora?
1: I don't see why not to believe it i mean because here's the thing like could it be a hoax yeah like could somebody hoax this oh, yeah. again or something similar yeah of course right it, it doesn't mean that this one is a hoax um and the other thing is like i feel like whenever there is things that are hoaxes the truth eventually usually comes out right like the fact that it's been consistent among so many people for so mm. many years Mm-hmm. like that's quite a bond you know what I, mean? like, I feel like somebody would have like messed up or just been like you know what i'm gonna come out and be the the whistleblower of this whole thing the story yeah right that's like, like, happened right because in the i don't know in the movie if it was like that in real life like yeah they some of them were friends but a lot of them just kind of like worked together so yeah work buddies it's not like they were like the tightest knit group ever and i mean if they profited from it I don't know if it was enough to like keep your mouth shut the entire time. Exactly. There's even stories of them trying to bribe the guys like with 10 grand to say like something other than what they were saying. And they didn't take it. Yeah, they didn't take the money. So it's it's like, I don't know. If it's a hoax and you do you just want the glory of the story like mm -hmm. for so many years or do you actually want to just like tell your story? Just tell
0: your story, exactly. Exactly. That's your story. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. To me like it's convincing. It's more convincing than other things that I've heard. So
0: Right. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's very convincing and he's stuck to his guns and it's the same story that he's been telling for years and years and years now. And I think he's he's been very consistent and he's been recently doing these regression sessions and even if he's adding just a little bit here and there from his regression stuff his basic storyline, his the base, the very basic, is kept consistent. Yeah. You know, um, and and not a whole lot has changed. Not and not a whole lot has added. The only thing he's doing now these days is, I mean, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because he's trying to. Um, one, this is the amazing story, right? And I think it's very credible, and people should know the full details and the full truth. And I wanted people to know this, but also, I I think. Um, what would help him out is what he's trying to do is he's trying to retell his story in the movies and people may say well he's trying to make money you know he's trying to make money now and you know he's trying to relaunch his his, you know the book and all that and I I think okay if he is so what but I'm thinking and this is what he's saying and I, I agree with what he's saying is that he wants the, his story to be retold accurately mm-hmm. and full, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's very important because people see the movie and think that that's what happened.
1: I think he has regrets, too, like allowing certain... Freedoms. People to tell his story a certain way. Right. Because it's not
0: It sounds like accurate. he has, yeah, yeah, it's not accurate at all. And there's this adding to, like, he, he's always asked... That thing that we talked about is mm-hmm. if he came back naked, yeah, and because he says he, in the in the movie, comes back naked. Where did you have your money to dial? You know, that's he the, called
1: collect in the collect, movie, so yeah, you don't need money. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it's kind of like okay, but in the, in, I was thinking
1: in, that too. I was like, where did you get fifty cents, 50 cents for so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> payphones, kids? We know what payphone. We know the hard life of payphones.
1: <laughs> back before, back, cell, phones, back, back, job, back before no. cell phones, that's the Back Before
0: cell phones, that's right. Um, <laughs> We knew the real struggle of having to meet friends. At you have to make plans. You ahead have to make of time. plans ahead of time. You sons of bitches with your <laughs> fucking phones and your apps and shit. Um,
1: Call that for,
0: Oh man, moment. <laughs> but anyways, um, so I think it's. I think what happened to him is a real experience, and I think that um, there's definitely a, tons of other people that have, have had real experiences. But also on top of that, it doesn't help that other people. You know, may have lied also that there's hoaxers out there, and who- yeah,
1: everybody who cries wolf, and then you got the one person who maybe yeah. really did experience, and then something. nobody
0: believes him. And I think that people people out there that are hoaxing don't do help to what's happening. They're just trying to grab a buck here and there, and I think that definitely damages the UFO community and um, people that are out there trying to do real investigations. And figure out what the truth is. I think definitely helps out. Uh, but you know, it it's, it comes back to one of these things where you know we have to do the research. We have to look. We have to question. And I think once been questioned enough to, you know, we have to hear him out. We have to hear his ideas. We have to listen to what he has to say. And you know, and not and not muddy his story because I know. There's stuff that he did, and there's one thing he mentions in the conference, and, and I forgot to mention it, is that, and when he did the National Geographic show, um, and he was there for like an episode, of I I forget what the program is, cause I, I saw him in the episode of things like, um, it's something with like UFO, like chasing UFOs or UFO, something, something like that. Um, and some of y'all may remember if you're a big UFO fan aliens and shit you probably remember this show um, there was a uh, Aaron Ryder I think was in there um, there was a bunch of other people that were in there and they, they took a look at this stump right this this tree that was cut mm-hmm. and they saw the rings and it had a really good progression and then all of a sudden there's like we, this weird
1: like it grew really fast
0: yeah like all of a sudden this weird growth Expansion that happened out of nowhere, like boom, weird growth expansion, and so I think I don't. He says he's like it, it was supposed to get looked into and experimented, but then the show never really went through with it or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and that's a very unfortunate because then you have things like that that, are, that we could consider that evidence. Um, also, the testing of the, of the ground is something that they weren't able to do. And he talks about it was something that was supposed to happen and it doesn't happen. So, I mean, you have him here trying to cr- even give himself even more credit to his story. Here, go look at this and go experiment that and go test it and go look at that and test that. And here he is, a man who is continuing with his story, trying to give himself evidence that, hey, look, this is real. This is something that happened and you don't see that with a lot of people and I think that movies like that tend, tend to hurt his true story um, you know and hopefully um, ho- hopefully you know his, his story gets retold in a, in a better in a better media in a better form by somebody hey maybe Netflix might pick it up and that'd be awesome right it gets picked up by something like that mm-hmm. and it gets retold more accurately uh, with better with better uh, with better depictions right So, again, I hope you guys like this episode, and I hope you guys, again, hit the comments, tell us what you think, like, reshare, hit us up on iTunes with those, because that's where we're going to get the most popularity um, as being seen, if you're hitting the likes and sharing. Um, Again, because if I start rating, if you feel like or not, (laughs) um, definitely hit us up on our uh, Instagram Patreon And we have our website is finally up. Our Patreon has been changed a little bit. But definitely hit us up if you have uh, other topics you want us to talk about. Or you have other opinions or anything else. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Laters.
1: Bye.